From dating to relationships, from sex to love, from Christianity to politics, from darkness to light, you have now entered into the real zone. Welcome to Conversations with Trent, where no topic of conversation is safe from discussion. Now, here he is, Mr. Epic himself, Trent Williams. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Conversation Show featuring the lovely Miss Lisa Tillman Page. Today we got a good one, folks. We'll be actually talking about forgiving someone who isn't sorry. Forgiving someone who isn't sorry. We're going to go in on this, and uh, I actually have a special guest uh, coming through to sit in with Lisa and I. It'll be the lovely Miss Timna, Timna out of Atlanta, Georgia. So. Without further ado, let's uh, introduce Lisa to the page. Really love this, and um, you know it, it, it 
couples with what we were talking about last week about, you know, when, when somebody tries to malign your character and talk about you and all of this and, and you know, you know you haven't done anything, but they're going in on you and running and telling everybody. Um, exactly. And so how do you move past that? How do you forgive someone? How do you, um, you know, and just like you said, forgive someone who isn't sorry because there's sometimes people don't even see, no, I'm not sorry, I didn't do it, you did it because, you know, they've, they've told this story so long and so often that they don't even know what the truth is anymore. Um, but but the key to forgiveness is that it is for you. You know, um, it, it's exactly. funny because I, I one of the things that I'm very grateful about is I don't hold grudges long. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, and to the point, like, when I was younger, oh, man, I'd, I'd forget that I was upset with someone. And I'd see someone, and I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? And they'd look at me and mean mug me. And I was like, why are they looking at me like that? And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They're mad at me because whatever, whatever happened. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, we moved past that. That was a long time ago. Um, you know, but people will, you know, it's they're they're upset about it. And you forgot that the whole situation even happened. You know, I can't hold things in my mind like that because I've got other things going on. Just like you said, it keeps you stagnant. If you mm-hmm. if you're taking up valuable brain waves, brain space, brain connections, holding on and remembering and reliving, you know, this this thing that happened, or it, regardless if it was terrible, but just this hurtful thing that happened, you know? Um, right. You can't, you, you can't, what, what do they say? If you're holding on to the past, you can't grab what's, what's in your future. So, exactly. It's, you know. And speaking, you know, speaking of the past and speaking of, you know, your past history of hurts or whatever, whatever, you know, uh, you guys are, are holding on to as far as, you know, speaking to the listening audience, you have to remember that you know that's no longer in your in your physical reality. It's done. Mm, you're right. You know, so we we shouldn't we shouldn't allow that to um, live rent free in our mind and you know muddying up every present moment by dealing with right. stuff that you know is in your yeah. past. Right. You know. And people think so. people think if you forgive someone, then that means that you for that you've forgotten or that you're mm-hmm. saying that it's okay. And that's not the case at all. You can forgive someone and know exactly where you stand with them or where they stand with you and keep it moving. You know? Absolutely. You can you it, it's okay. It's okay to forgive and move on. You're not saying that what you did was okay. You're just saying I just refuse to hold on to this to this um um, this toxic feeling inside of me. I'm, I'm not going to do it. And sometimes it takes a while to get to that point. Other times it's immediate. You think about it, you're like, you know what? It really wasn't that big of a deal at all. Uh, you know, exactly. because that person doesn't, because because that person no longer means that much to you, or maybe they didn't even mean that much to you. Maybe it's a coworker or somebody did something. You know, let's say they lied on you at work or whatever it is, and you you're really thinking about it, why am I so upset at this person? who really doesn't mean that much to me. I know who I am. I know what I need to do. So let me just, you know, let me just push through this. Um, I had a, I had an incident. I was a director of a child care center um, some, some years ago, and it was located in the basement of a church. Um, and the, uh, um, on the third floor of this building was a homeless shelter for women and children. And so we had just done this big um, fundraiser and community service project, and we had this that weekend we had people come in and they painted the classrooms and they put down new carpeting and toys and just all of this stuff. So Monday we come in and we're just ready and excited to, you know, present it to the kids and just, you know, just a whole new facility kind of thing. Um, and we go in and in the infant and toddler rooms there's sewage all over the floor. Some woman had, um, had flushed the child's diaper in the toilet mm-hmm. and stopped up the toilet and it all flooded oh. in yeah it flooded in in the infant in the toddler room um, and of course number one we were like totally pissed off and we were just hurt and just upset and all of that so of course you can't keep the kids in there and everything you have to move them to another area so um when it when it came to big maintenance things like that i needed to get an okay from the pastor to say you know that i could call the person in and they could start the work and we'd pay them and all of that so um, I kept trying to call the pastor, and um, and he wasn't answering. And so I blew his phone up enough that he finally answered, and he said, I'm in a meeting, 
And I said, I understand, but I need to tell you what's going on. Because, of course, this is a health hazard. So, like, the adjoining rooms, we didn't have anybody there also. Um, so, we, you know, we've got the kids in just other areas. Um, so I'm telling him what's going on, and he said, oh, that's not a big deal. We can just wait. And he said, I'm in this meeting, and it was like a concerned black clergy meeting, which is, you know, the big, big group of um, ministers here um, in Atlanta. And I said, um, I said, you know, but do you understand this is a health condition. This is, you know, and, and the longer it stays, the worse it gets and, you know, all of this other stuff. I said, we need to start cleaning this up. And he said, that's all right. We can just wait on it. It's not that big of a deal. And I was livid. I was absolutely livid by his very cavalier, nonchalant attitude. And what I found out was that it was a day of voting, and they were going to vote for, like, the new president. He was running for new president, so I, for the president of this group. And I was, I was just livid about this whole issue about it. And so, um, so I, I held on to that, and I realized I could no longer work in that place anymore. Um, I could not right. work for him. So anyhow, um, so, so anyhow – I um I told, so I, so I, I kept seeing him. He he became president. He was on TV and you know saying all these things. And I would see him, and I was just so upset. And someone said, uh, and so my mother said, Lisa, you've got to forgive him. And I said, I can't because you don't treat children like this. And she said, you've got to forgive them. And if you can't forgive him right now, then you ask God to forgive him for you until you can forgive him. And that released me of holding on to that that um that anger, Bitterness. you know, I gave it to God and I said, okay, God, you forgive him until I can forgive him. And it took me a little while. Yeah. I was like, if I see him, I might run over him, but I, I did. I mean, that's a good thing. <laughs> cool. Well, for the listening audience who's, who's just joining us, we're, we're talking about forgiving someone who isn't sorry. Um, I'll reread the description. We'll take a quick break and, and we'll get Tim in on this conversation. And the description reads, a forgiveness does not erase a painful past, a healed memory will never become a deleted memory. Instead, forgiving what we cannot forget creates a new way to remember. It takes good character and self-control to be understanding and also to forgive someone who has done an unthinkable act towards you. Keep in mind, forgiveness will release you from the ankle weights that truly belong to your offender. We're going to dig, dig a little deeper into this topic. Um, we're going to bring uh, Tim in our special guest for tonight on the other side of the break. We'll be right back, folks. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your girl, Bianca Fly. If you're looking for an amazing show with fantastic guests from book authors, entrepreneurs, poets, music artists, and more, then I want to invite you to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Coming to you live and direct each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on your radio network. Welcome back to Conversations with Trent. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're online and want to be a part of tonight's topic, you can do that by dialing 347-324-5327. Press the number one to get into the queue so that your voice can be added to tonight's conversation. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, folks, we're back and we're back and we're back. 
talking about forgiving someone who isn't sorry. Without further ado, let's bring in uh, this little firecracker. She's always coming on, <laughs> blowing up the spot there. Let's bring uh, Tim in. What's going on, Tim? Hey, hey, hey. You call me a little firecracker? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Trent. Hey, Lisa. Hey, How are you doing? I am doing just crazy. I love it. I love it. I'm watching the. I'm watching the ignore. It was it the inauguration ball. Inauguration, Liberty was it Liberty yeah. Liberty Bell ball or something like this. And um, I've just been laughing. I've just been laughing. I I completely lost my black card. That's cool. But I'm sitting here. <laughs> Tickle pink running around here. I'm just laughing, laughing, laughing at this thing. So yeah, that's that's how I'm spending. That's how I was spending my night before I, you know, got on the call with you guys. Oh, um, a lot with you guys. Yeah. So what's your mm-hmm. thoughts on mm-hmm. forgiving someone who isn't sorry? You know, my thoughts are like this: We all have something that has happened to us in the past, whether it be from a family member, a loved one, meaning a partner that you're intimate with. Or even your kid, something that's ha- or somebody at work, something that's happened to all of us. If we walk around and not forgive anyone, where would we be? You know, at the end of the day, we'll be sick, tired, and strung out somewhere. You know, and just a hot uh-huh. diggity mess. If we didn't uh-huh. forgive anybody, as we move through this world and in this universe, you know. So I look at it like this: we have one life, just one life. That's it. So. I give people like this, or I'll say to myself, I'm going to forgive you. I ain't going to forget. I'm not going to forget, but I'll forgive you because I'm forgiving you. I'm forgiving you because I'm ready to move on with my life. I'm ready to move forward. So if I sit here and and not in forgiveness, guess what? I am, am, and I think one of you guys mentioned about stagnant. I am stagnant. I'm stuck Mm -hmm. in that time. I'm stuck in that that, um, frame of mind for a long period of time, which then causes physical damage to me, whether mental damage, you know, um, physical damage in regards to I'm angry now, so I'm walking around with a sad face or wrinkles, uh, (laughs) you know, um, and just things like that. So you got to think about it. I'm going to move on. I'm going to choose my, I'm going to choose my battles and move on. And um, so that's what, that's what I really think about it. But, you know, I don't think I don't think you should put a timeline on your forgiveness. I'm gonna tell you that right now because we all need to understand what happened, whatever it is. So if 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 right. if something happened to you, um, that is, let's say you're zero tolerance. Um, somebody at work, let's say, bothering you, and you're like, okay, I'm just done with this foolishness, and you can't move on. Okay, you. you you need to change it. You may need to change your job or try to figure out how to get rid of that person. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, or if it's, or if it's like a, um, you're in a relationship and um, there's a situation where you can't forgive that person, then why stay in that relationship? Because all you're doing is messing with that person and you're messing with your soul at the end of the day. Right. You just need to move on. You need to move on. That's how I look right. at it. Be, you, exactly. you, know, you can't forgive, and at least avoid. Exactly. And, you know, I, wait, a minute, I like wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. She said if you can't forgive, at least avoid. 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 Yes, I did. That's what I said. Because I'm not trying to give a time time limit on this. So, you know, reality is if you can't forgive, move on. Avoid that person. Mm-hmm. You're good. Right. Yeah, if you're yeah, living yeah, in yeah, another yeah. state, if you, wait, listen, if you're living in another state, your your ex-man is in another state, Okay, you blocked them from your social media. You blocked them from mm-hmm. your life. You're good. You don't got to see that person ever again. I, I can't. I, I can't ah. say I agree with that. I can't. I, 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 I can't agree with that. Oh, I can't because you're still you're still sitting in quicksand. You know what I'm saying? So just just, just because you avoid, they, they're still living rent free in your head because you're still holding on to that hurt. And you, you, you know, have those like, just like I just like I wrote in the description. Yeah, you are. You still have those ankle weights on, which do not belong you're to not- you. So at some point, you're not, you, you don't see them, to, though. Just because you don't just see because, them don't mean that they don't live rent-free in your head. This is what I talk about now. I talk about switching the focus from blaming others to understanding yourself first. Mm-hmm. So if we truly understand ourselves, we're going to forgive and just keep it pushing. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're going to forgive and keep it pushing because as long as you set and wallow in, even though you've blocked them from social media and all this other stuff, I got a great story about the whole blocking deal. But when you block <laughs> people from social media and all that stuff, I still, mm-hmm. still rent-free in your head. I'm still living rent-free in your head. Because think about you this. Know? Think about before before social media came out, you know, you couldn't block anybody like that. You know, you could not answer their calls. But but that if that person is still right. taking – if that person is still taking up, up space, um, because, I mean, there are things – that that have happened to people when they were children and they don't mm-hmm. see, you know, maybe their parents have passed on or they don't, you know, have any relationship with their parents, but they still keep reliving it. I mean, I think that, mm-hmm. you you know, once you get an understanding of where someone is and what they've done to you and how you want to deal with them, if you just definitely avoid them, but you got to, you got to cleanse yeah. your own self from that. Just like you exactly. said, you know, you're, you're, you're holding on to it in your soul. Um, I actually have a quote. I haven't had one in a while, Trent. So I actually have a quote, quote from, 20, from mm-hmm. Tony Evans. And it's, and it's crazy because this week there have been a lot of things that I've read that it dealt with forgiveness or unforgiveness. And this one is entitled Unforgiveness. And it says, uh, unforgiveness is that one area that must be addressed if you're going to reach your destiny. And that is true because you can't hold on to the past. You can't bury your feet, bury your head in the sand and say, this is where I'm going to plant myself in this in this hurt, in this pity, mm-hmm. in this whatever, in this anger, and then move on to – because if you see it so much, like, like for instance, um, something that has gone on with me, and I've been really working to not mm-hmm. fall into this um, – Lack of lack of trust, of uh, really a lack of trust of men. Uh, you know, um, uh, there have been some men that I've run into over the past couple of years who will say they want one thing, and when they mm-hmm. when they're presented with that one thing, all of a sudden they realize, oh, I don't want it. But instead of saying, well, I was wrong, or this mm-hmm. is not the way, then they just all of a sudden disappear, and it's like, well, what's going on? And so, um, so I realized I can't hold on to that because if I hold on to that, then that will give me trust issues, and I refuse to live with trust issues. So just like unforgiveness, you can't keep holding on to it because you'll keep reliving it, and, and then right. that's going to change your whole perspective in life, how you look at people and deal with people. Exactly, and that's called, and I actually call that learn to let go and be like water. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just let, let it flow. flow. Yep. Just mm-hmm. let it just just let it flow because the the more you hold on to it, the more you're hurting yourself. Yeah. You're hurting you're hurting yourself. You. you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I mean that that's the way I live. I'm just like okay, I'll sit there for a minute and, and and think about that pain and after you know I'm I'm allowing this pain to just weigh in on me. It's like wait a minute, I'm giving I'm giving this situation too much of my attention. You know? Right. Uh, no, we got we got to let this one go. We have to let that right. go. And you know, when we redirect our thoughts and, and refocus um on other things. You know? Right. But I love so, I love Tinda what you said about um about wait, how how did you put it? You said don't um oh man, I'm gonna forget what you you said oh man, it was something that you said <laughs> Uh, oh man, so, go on, Trey. Because I'm. It's, uh, it's going what did to I say? <laughs> no, I don't know what it, I it's said. Like, it's going to come back to me. I mean, it, it it was right there, and then I lost it just that quick. Um, um, and I didn't even right. have a full glass of wine tonight. But uh, <laughs> but, the, <that's> funny. <laughs> but the first, I, I think the first, uh, the first step to actually uh, forgiving someone is assessing and taking responsibility for the toxic you brought to the party. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So when we go into the whole blame game and all of this stuff, and I hate you and this and that, you're only adding fuel to that fire, and you're not mm-hmm. taking responsibility for it. And I, I've done that for years. You know, I point the finger, point the finger, point the finger. So I started saying, well, hey, you know, it takes two to actually, you know, get into an argument and it takes two to disagree. You know, what toxic mm-hmm. did I bring to the party? Well, what part yeah. of this is my responsibility? What did I do to pull this out of her? So, you know, we have to take responsibility and, and pull that mirror inward and say, you know, hey, I, mean, I played a part of that. You still did me dirty, but, but I played a part in it. Well, Trent, I take issue with that. Hold on. Because, all right, so that's that's talking about in a, in a grown relationship. All right, so let's mm-hmm. talk about children. Children who haven't done anything and have been abused in various ways, um, mentally, physically, emotionally, by adults 
or older mm-hmm. or older children. They're not doing anything okay. with being children, so they didn't bring any toxic to it. But you still have to forgive because you can't live in that. Oh, they did this to me, and so this is how I'm going to treat everybody else. At some point, you have to you have to realize that sure. that's that's kind of bringing toxic on the back end to your own life because at some point you have to realize. That was not normal, what went on, and that person is in jail, dead, out of my life, or maybe they might still be in your life, and you don't have to, you know what, I don't have to deal with them like that, but I need to move on because if I continue to live there, then if if I continue to live in that hurt, then I'm never going to have any healthy dealings, healthy relationships. I'm not going to have a healthy mindset because I'm still living where I was when I was a child. So you just um, respect that quick, sir. And yeah, exactly. And exactly. You need to you need counseling at that point. I think if you're yeah. if you're a child, it's hard to come out of that situation as an adult and say, okay, I need to forgive this person. You know, it, it takes a very very mature mind for that to happen if you do not have um, counseling in your life or therapy yeah. or or yeah, you don't tough. have a good you know type of fellowship or you know church that you go to that. Um, you, you're talking to someone, which is still therapy. Anyway, any way of how you place therapy, you have mm-hmm. to get therapy because we feel like we can solve our problem. But sometimes, even if it happened to a child, they may tuck it away, that whole avoiding. They may tuck it away somewhere in their brain, somewhere mm-hmm. in, their, in, their, in their mind, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. may lash out in a different way. And may, they, right. may, they may think they have forgiven, but then let's say they're now sexually doing it to someone else or now, right. you know, yeah. abusing their yeah. own body. Now they're abusing their mm-hmm. own body because they feel like, okay, well, I forgive that person and I've moved on, but they haven't forgiven themselves. Let's say they haven't forgiven mm-hmm. themselves. So exactly. it's, to me, forgiveness, forgiveness is a full circle. One, and I think yeah. that's what Trent was saying too in regards to the relationship. One is forgiving yourself. Forgiving that yeah, person, it's that. a you whole get... gamut because you may feel, oh my gosh, what did I do to put myself in this situation? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I recently went through something with, you know, with my spouse, and I was crying and crying and crying and very, very upset, and I realized I was crying all the time, not because of my spouse, but because of how I felt with myself. I felt, mm-hmm. you know, shame. I felt shame, like, how did I get here? How did I allow mm-hmm. this to happen? Right. So I was beat. Right. I was crying for myself. So I had to right. forgive myself. I, you know, and I, and I went through detox and, and mm-hmm. meditation. And, you know, and, but because I have coaching background, a counseling background, I have a couple mm-hmm. of things under my belt, I was able to kind of ask myself those questions. But I'm still in counseling. You know, I decided to go right. get a counselor. Because right, I was like, right. no, mm-hmm. you know, even though mm-hmm. I felt that I got myself out of it, and I, and I feel good. I'm not crying anymore. I'm in a very good place, and I've gotten a lot of compliments on just people saying, oh, your skin looks good. You don't have bags underneath your eyes. Like, people could, people see your joy, you know, when mm-hmm. you've gotten out of mm-hmm. something. And right. But, right. but the point of my story, and, you know, I'm rambling a little bit, but the point of my story is that you have to literally seek counsel from someone yes. Bigger yeah. or higher than yeah. you, someone mm-hmm. that don't know you, that they can pick your brain and and let you understand to how to forgive yourself and forgive that other person because they're going to challenge right. you, you know, mm-hmm. and they're going to allow you to heal within right. exactly. and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good right. point about forgiving yourself. How did you get to that to that point? Um, when I was a teenager, I was in a um, a verbally abusive relationship. Um, and, um, and I kept thinking, okay, if I just, um, and it, and it ended up being, um, it started off because it was a date rape situation, but it wasn't, there wasn't any violence, it was just coercion. And, um, oh. and so because, but it was my first sexual experience and because I wanted to be a virgin for my husband, well, that meant that I had to love this guy so that he would be, you know, my husband. And the crazy thing about it was that little knucklehead didn't even, um, he didn't even think I was a virgin. Um, you know, he, and so that was a whole nother issue, but I went through this and I kept pushing and staying and trying to stay and make it work and, and dismiss his bad behavior. And then once I came to myself and came to my, uh, my senses, I was like, wait a minute. And then I was, you know, I had to go through a, why did you stay in it so long? Why did you let, why did you let that happen? And then I had to again, come back to myself and forgive myself before I could forgive him. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's really important. That really is important to to do that. Brilliant. Brilliant. Let's take another let's take another quick break, and uh, we'll come back on the other side of the break and uh, give the folks a few steps on how to actually walk toward uh, forgiveness and forgiving someone who's actually done the unthinkable act. We'll be right back, folks. Have you ever sat down and simply wanted someone to fully understand your life? Someone who wakes up every day and does their best to provide and protect their loved ones the way you do? Someone who has been confused, lost, scared, or just trying to figure out how to balance their life spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially? If so, Life is Outstanding is the book for you. Anthony promises his readers that you don't have to be perfect to live an outstanding life. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. That's uh, author Anthony D. Collins out of Chicago, uh, Illinois, where life is outstanding. Life is outstanding. Yeah. So tell me. Yeah. Yes, Hello. yes, yes. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you, said, you, you said you have to actually um, – so have you fully forgiven um, in your situation there? I heard you mention, you know, you were going through some things. Have you fully forgiven in your situation? Yes, I have. I have fully forgiven because now I I don't place any emotion around it, you know. And and I think the big thing is um, for me, um, when 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 my spouse would text me, I would automatically start shaking or I start getting upset about something. You know, I would immediately Mm -hmm. have a reaction. I would have a reaction. Um, But now I don't have a reaction. So that's how I know Mm -hmm. I'm forgiven. It's more Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is this person and. I I could choose to be with this person or choose not to be with this person, you know, at this point. Because, you know, people tell you their truth, whether verbally they tell you their truth, whether physically or whether emotionally they tell you their Mm -hmm. truth. And Mm -hmm. it's up to you to listen to their truth. Yes. And so now, before before I was not listening or trying my best to cover it up or, you know, make it into something that is not. Now I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm like, boom! I know who you are. Okay, good. Right. I don't. I personally don't need to be with. I personally don't need that, and I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know. And mm-hmm. and when I figured that out and said, you know what, I'm good loving me. And I think that's the the first thing. You gotta love you. And and I was right. telling a, I was telling somebody the other day. Um, she was like, How can you be separated and still in the same house? You know, I'm with my man, and I can't. I'm like, look, 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 look. Number one, I'm mm-hmm. loving me. Mm-hmm. I'm loving me first. And yeah. if if you can't love you first, then all hell is going to break loose. So, And That's then you right. have to say to yourself, what do I love about me? What do I need? What do I desire? What? Do, and, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to be yeah. selfish about it. You know, and right. what I have is precious. It's still. It's kind of like when you said, you, you know, um, I think you said, Lisa, when you were a virgin, this guy was coercing you. It's kind of like when you're a virgin, and this is what I explained to her. When you're a virgin, your mom tells you, hey, what you have is so precious. Right. Don't right. give it away for free. Know that mm-hmm. you can never get it back. This is so right. precious to you. So right. now you got to say, my love is so precious. My whatever it is is, is so mm-hmm. precious. Whatever it is is so precious to me that I personally can't, can't you know, give it up, you know what I mean, or get, you know, or allow someone to come in until I understand what it's all about before I give it up. It, right. is, is what we tell right. us, you know, so, and we could use that in every part of our lives, mm-hmm. you know. You yeah. could use that at work. You could use that with anything. What am I mm-hmm. giving up? How am I loving me in this situation? Right. What am I right. doing? Because yeah. I am so precious. My blood pressure is so precious. My my sugar level so you know, everything is right. so precious. Right. What exactly. am I doing for exactly. me to to make sure that this will not be hurt? My body, my soul, my mind, my whatever it is will not you know be what? hurt. One of, one, one of the things that, that's so key about what you just said about being a little selfish and people always think oh being selfish is bad and i mean we've talked mm-hmm. about this you know hundreds of times on the show when you're on the airplane what do they say put your own mask on oxygen mask on first if it comes down and then help other people mm-hmm. because if you don't give mm-hmm. your own self oxygen if you don't breathe for your own self if you don't take care of your own self if you don't love your own self you cannot 
love anyone else. You cannot, you cannot show anybody else how to love you. You can't, you know, it, it really is, um, you, you have to love from the inside out. And the inside starts with you, and it's out of the overflow of your love that you can love other people. So you got to forgive yourself, and then you can forgive going going on the um, going outward. And again, like I said, you know, forgiveness doesn't mean that that person has to be, you know, de- depending on who that person is, they have to be right next to you all the time. You have to see them all the time, or it has to be, you know, somebody who's read- readily or regularly in your life. You know, when you forgive them, you're just releasing that negative energy, you're just releasing and saying, I don't have to hold on. Just like Trent said in the description about the ankle weights, I'm not going to hold on to this dead weight anymore because that's what it is. That's what yeah. hurt and pain is. It's dead weight. And it happened you in have the to past. Give that, well, you mm-hmm. have to give that stuff. You have to give that stuff to its rightful owner. So, right, right. You, know, you have to give it back. Oh, I love that. I love it. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. have to. And then the thing, you know, the thing about it is, we tend to we tend to uh, live in the past when we actually hurt. We ne- we're mm-hmm. never in the present. We're always living right. in the past. You know, it's, it's sometimes right. it's very difficult to forgive when you're actually living in the past because you're still wallowing. That's right. You know. That's right. Yeah. You're thinking about yeah. you know, you're thinking about things like everything has changed and you know no one respects <laughs> one another anymore and all of this other foolishness. If you're present, if you're in your present, you'd be okay. That, that's, that's, your, right. that's your step toward, you yeah. know, forgiving folks, man, and, and not letting it eat away at you, you know. Because right. that's actually a sickness as well when you allow that, you know, that forgiveness to, you know, be prolonged. You, you, you die right. inside. You're right. And, and it is a physical thing too. It, it, really, <clears throat> it yeah. really is. It's a mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical, physical thing that, you, that you're, you're keeping inside of your body, you know. Um, I, I have another quote, and this one is from Hart Ramsey, and it says, Love doesn't hold grudges. It's a forgiving force that would rather take pity than be petty. Love is the high road. And just because I love you, I can love you from a distance. You know, that doesn't mean that I'm going to forget what you did. Or I can still be in, in relationship with you and forgive what you did. But that, but I, but I refuse to stay there. So as long as as long as I've told you my truth, listen, Timna, this is how I felt about what happened. Don't do it again. You know, I don't like it. I can tell you why I don't like it. Or I can just say I don't like it. Just don't do it again, and I'm not going to deal with it anymore. And and you and I can still work together. And it's up to you whether you decide if you're going to do that again or not. But you know, and then I'll have another response. But but for me to say, listen, I didn't like it. It hurt my feelings. It, it made me feel this way. Whatever it did, and and you need to make sure it doesn't happen again. And then I can move on, and we can still work together and go on and do what we have to do. You know, right. the people have to be honest about it. Exactly. 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 That's good stuff right there. Real, real good stuff. You guys are, uh, and I'm actually my voice is going in and out. I'm still kind of hurting there, so I appreciate y'all holding it down there. It's good stuff. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Good. So, so let, me yeah. you, let, me, let me ask you guys a, a quick question here about um, embracing your dark times. Do you guys believe in embracing your dark times when you're actually in those moments? You said embracing my what times? Your dark times. Like when you – you're in dark times when you when you when you're not oh you're dark not forgiving. times I, I didn't I didn't understand yeah. what you said the dark times yeah yeah because I think it is real I don't think that what we're saying here is that you know life is um, life is always a lovely day life is always sunshiny no you know things happen just like I said you know in the beginning I had a difficult time forgiving that pastor um, um, and, and so it was real and I had to I had to be okay with where I was with that. You know, um, I still don't care to see him to this day, but um, it's it's okay to feel what you feel. We have all sorts of feelings, and it's okay to be unhappy and upset and mad and, and go through that. Um, but we need to recognize mm-hmm. what it is but not stay there. We need to move through it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you didn't answer the question. Did you embrace your dark Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> 
I thought I did answer that. I thought I did answer that. So I said, you know, like I said, I, I still don't, I still don't appreciate that minister. Uh, you know, I see him and I'm just like, mm, okay. You know, I, I did actually one time see him and I and I managed to say hi and went on, went on. But you know, I, I just had this thing. You don't do kids and and um, senior citizens wrong. I, that, that just bothers me, but that's me. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. But um, but but yeah, I, I do, I do. Okay, got it. You tell me. What about you? Repeat the question again, please. I'm so sorry. <laughs> in your dark in your dark times, do you embrace them? Do you embrace your dark times? Like when you're walking through, when you're walking in unforgiveness, are you embracing those dark times? Actually, you know what? Initially, um, I didn't embrace dark times. I just pushed through it. I just immediately mm-hmm. pushed through it. I didn't embrace it. So I didn't mm-hmm. allow it to affect me. So what I did was just kind of stuff, push, and, and said, okay, I'm moving forward. I'm I'm doing new things, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> you know, I just kind of just pushed through, um, which that caught up with me after years of doing that. Um, mm. And it came down with a force. And then at that point I was looking crazy because I didn't know what to do with my emotion. Um, you know, and I think it's, it's like that ugly cry. I think Oprah Winfrey said, "Oh, don't give me the ugly cry. I don't want to do the ugly cry." And Uh-oh. you know, you know, you didn't have that ugly cry, you know, did you? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you can't stop. Um, right. But they said they said people with the lowest high, lowest blood pressure, they cry all the time because they get they get the stress out or they 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 show emotion all the time. Mm-hmm. But the people that don't show any emotion and basically push through. They're the ones who are stuffing, which that was me. Right. I didn't show emotion. I didn't really show anger. Like my kids would describe me as, oh, mommy doesn't really get angry unless she gets too crazy mommy. And when she gets crazy mommy, you don't want to be around her. And that might be once <laughs> every five years. They only saw me do that like twice mm. or three times in their mm. life. So, you know, they're more or less know that I may say something, but I will walk away. I'm the walk away person, you know, or I would just mm. kind of, you know, start doing things or, you know, m- make things l- look that it, like everything is okay, you know. And they and they can tell you that, you know. And it's interesting how kids can tell Pick you up on, yeah. how you, yes, and tell you how you react under stress. I, I react under stress very calm, cool, and collected. I'm the calm, cool, and collected person under stress. You'd be surprised. My daughter had a, had a concussion, and I was like, oh, okay, call 911. All right, there she is. Do this, do that. Like I'm thinking things through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then after the fact, I may go, "Oh my God, she had a concussion." Oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> later, maybe maybe a year later. So, oh <laughs> you my know, so, a year. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like time. Let's say time had passed by, and then mm-hmm. I would maybe cry for the whole year. Every every situation that happened maybe that year would be my one day of crying, you know, or something like that, um, and which 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 is completely not good. So now now I'm finally at almost 43 years old. I'm finally embracing emotion, whether sad, happy, joy, anger, whatever emotion it is. I'm accepting it as it stands and as it is at that present moment. That's where I'm at. So. You know, and it took me 40-something years mm-hmm. to get here. Just after, mm-hmm. well, just and I had a breakdown in public. That's good stuff. I'm not saying good stuff to the breakdown, yeah. but once mm-hmm. you get to that peaceful place and you you become that peaceful person, mm-hmm. you attract energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, it's, sometimes it's good. You, you have to go, you know, not sometimes, but it's always good to get to that breaking point and say, well, you know what? You know, I need, I need to, I need to try a new way. You know, thinking, right. you know, that's when we become right. you. Yeah. If we judgment, we, we're not judging folks, and we become observers, and that's mm-hmm. where you'll find the peace once you're observing everything instead of just mm-hmm. and you did wrong and here's and you judging a person and all that stuff. We have to remember that you know that negative energy of resentment, man, that's horrible. Right. Yeah. It's a killer. It's it. It really is a killer. And I mean, I could attest to it. I had a lot of resentment. Oh my gosh. Ooh. You know, I had 20 years of marriage. (laughs) You know, and 10 of it, 
I was resentful, you know, because I stuffed a lot of information, a lot of stuff. Ten years of stuffing, you can't even imagine. So when it all came to a head, I couldn't control my emotions. Could not. Could not, could not, could not, could not, could not, could not. And I literally had a, a, a serious breakdown that my mother was like, oh, my God, are you okay? Because no one's ever seen me that way. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad I, I had good support system. I'm glad I have, you know, um, people around me that I can talk to to get me out of my situation. And, I, you know, so – and I got out of it pretty quickly because I was so public about it. And I had and I had to mm-hmm. confront so much demons so fast and so quickly mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it made me come out of it faster, you know, in my in my opinion. Um, okay. You know, even when I went to therapy, she was like, "Why are you here?" And I was like, "I oh, wow. down like four weeks ago, <laughs> so I'm here." <laughs> and she's like, oh, "You look pretty good," <laughs> you know. I was like, "Oh, thank mm-hmm. you," you know. But um, um, and then I've heard women in the same situation that let's say they took three years, two years of not telling anybody, you know, or mm-hmm. going to work, coming home and crying, going to work, coming home and crying, going to work, a year, two, three years. Right, right. right. And, and and my situation maybe took six months, you know, mm-hmm. fully. Well, my 2016 was a hot diggity mess, but um, I still showed face. But the actual breakdown was maybe like this summer, you know, the gradual right. – of all of it. So um, I'm just completely blessed. Yeah, in in my opinion, that's where folks hurt themselves when they, um, I just say walking in a facade, like nothing's Mm -hmm. wrong, everything's fine. You're really dying inside. You know, you're really that slightly beautiful cracked egg on the inside. And you're dying, but you you won't say anything. And, you know, there's a ton of folks out there, man, walking walking around out there um, with those superficial lives with those upside-down frowns on the inside, you know, right. but that Gucci bag looks good, makes you feel mm-hmm. better. Right, coming out the house looking like a million bucks, but no one on yeah. the inside, they're feeling, they're feeling broke and, and spent, you know, emotionally, physically, everything, you know. They're exactly. just, they, they've got nothing, you know, and, and one of the things that I think, um, you know, I always like to bring it back to parents and guardians of, of children, um, and you know I hate it when, especially when people say to boys, you know, boy, a boy will fall down or hurt himself, whatever, and the boy is crying. Oh, be a man, be a man. Big boys don't, um, you know, boys don't cry, men don't cry. You're too big for that. And 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 so guys learn through nurturing that we have to, you have to stuff out your feelings and that you can't show your emotion. And then when you get older, women want men to show emotion. And so I think one of the one of the situations with our young men today is that they don't know how to express the feelings that they have. And so, and I'm talking about middle school and high school, is they don't know how to express the hurt and the anger and the confusion, and so they act out, they lash out. Um, you know, and, and so it's it's really important that from a young age, and even if got a teenager, talk to them and let them know that it is okay, and you got to show them how to express it, even if it's, okay, you know what, we're just going to go and exercise, and that's how you're going to get your feelings out. Here's a journal, write it out. Here's a song, sing it out, rap it out, whatever it is, so that you have to get it outside of you because we have all said numerous times on this show that it does kill you. It, it, I mean, it can cause heart attacks. It can cause so many different things, strokes, so many different things, and you don't want to keep right. building it up. You want to let it out. You want, you, you know, what is that? What is the the steam valve or whatever? You know, it says like a pressure cooker. You you don't want it to build up where you just blow. You want it to, you know, you just about, need to let it out regularly. Exactly. Well, we're about ten minutes uh, to the hour, which we'll be closing out the show. I got, you know, one more question for you, ladies, and then you guys can give the spill on where the folks can find you guys and all the wonderful things you guys are doing. Um, you know, with you guys' career. But the question, my question is, you know, as far as you know, forgiving someone who isn't sorry, how do you how do you deal with that? And you know they're not sorry. You know, you know they're not, you know, um, they don't feel bad about what they've done to you, and you know that that awful act. How do you how do you get past it? How do you move forward knowing they're not sorry? You're not going to ever get that apology. You know, are you are you are you ladies comfortable with that? You will never get that apology. 
you know, I'm sorry, Lisa, you can go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, um, I think it's the, the the sorry is not important because, mm-hmm. as I said, people show you their truth. So mm-hmm. you're you're loving yourself. So the sorry is not important because people can say sorry and don't even know what they're sorry for. And <laughs> great point. The, you know, I I remember when I was um, really young. I think I was maybe like I don't know. 13 or 10, like in the early part of the tweens. And um, my little um, cousin, his his sister hit him in the head with a with a broom, just some craziness. And she was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because she got in trouble from, her mo- the, from her mo- the mother, of course, because she was bullying him. And um, and he said, he maybe was like three, four, something like real young. And he said, sorry doesn't mean nothing. You already did it. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> And you know what? I never, ever forgot that. And that came from a preschooler. And he mm. said, sorry don't mean nothing. You already did it. Mm-hmm. So I still use that in my adult life, meaning you did what you had to do. So your sorries don't mean jack to me. My forgiveness means is more to me. And how I feel is more to me. Your sorry don't mean nothing to me because you already did it. It's already gone and done. Unless your sorry came with, I'm sorry for this, 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 this. Then after your sorry came with consistency of change of behavior. Uh That takes a while. That takes a while. So the sorry, even the sorry takes a while to understand the sorry because you have to Uh show, you have to show something behind your sorry that you are sorry. Exactly. Right. That's yeah, that's, that's good stuff. That's really good stuff. You know, there, there's a thing called the art of apologizing, and there are five different ways that people apologize. And sometimes people want atonement. I'm sorry that I took your money, and now here's here's more money to make up for what I did. Or I'm sorry I took your money. I was completely wrong. I'll never do it again. Or mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm 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 really 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 sorry. And they're constantly contrite and constantly saying sorry. So. It's all in how the person who's receiving the sorry, how they receive it. But um, I learned a long time ago that people don't have to say sorry, and it's okay that I that it's up to me because I can't make them say I can't make them apologize. I can't make them be um, be contrite for what they did. So therefore, it's on me. I can only control me. So if someone is not sorry at all. They don't feel, even if they say they're sorry and I know they're not sorry or they don't even feel like saying sorry, it's on me how I'm going to move on it. Am I going to keep how close or how far away am I going to keep that person to me? And that's my mm-hmm. decision. I can, can only, I can only okay. control me. So I can't, be, I can't be bothered. Yeah, I would love for someone to say they're sorry for, you know, and be <clears throat> genuinely sorry, but I can't control mm-hmm. that. And so once exactly. I learned that, it made it so much easier for me to move on in my life. Right. And, and for, for me personally, for me, when, when I was offended, um, and, and, you know, I was walking in that unforgiveness from that unthinkable act um, from a previous, uh, from, from my ex. The one thing that I did, and I made sure that I did, I ended it on love. No matter what the situation, no matter mm. what she did, I ended that relationship on love. From my part, mm-hmm. that's what actually mm-hmm. healed me—the fasting and and the and, and the, the meditation daily. That's what mm-hmm. actually healed me. Ended that on love. I was I was able to uh, graciously walk away, knowing right. that you know my 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 head was clear. Yeah, my conscience was yep. clear. Everything mm-hmm. was good. Mm-hmm. You know, so when and you find sometimes you'll find in, in these breakups where one person will come back and they're still dealing with things. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. you didn't deal with that in the beginning. You just right. fast forward it. You, you moved on, and you wasn't supposed to move on at that point. You're supposed to deal with those issues, and then you just graciously, belovedly walk away. But right. when we don't belovedly walk away, that's where the problem comes in. At. When you walk mm-hmm. out with resentment, when you walk out with, with pain, you're going to carry that into your next situation. That's I'm a true right. believer of that. Yeah. I'm a true believer you know of that. But when you end things, when you end things on love, no matter what, 
you're able to actually open yourself up to love again. That's right. And, you know, both you and Tim that talked about it, Tim that said, you know, her going to counseling and you said, you know, through meditation and fasting. And I know when I realized that I was getting ready to tell my ex-husband that we were getting a divorce, before I told him, I went to counseling for myself because I wanted to figure out where I had guilt and where I had, you know, whatever, because no one is 100%. So what was my what was my part in the downfall of the marriage? But I wanted to be able to move on because I knew I was going to want to have another relationship. I knew I was going to want to get married again. And so I didn't want to carry, and, you know, until that time, you know, and in, in being in a relationship, I didn't want to carry whatever baggage I had. I wanted to cleanse myself from that. So I went to counseling for myself and get my head clear even before I even told him, hey, we're getting a divorce. And so, um, and so, you're absolutely right. You have to, you have to be in a good place because otherwise, you're caught up in your emotion, and there's not going to be, not going to be anything but yelling and screaming and carrying on and hurt and contention and all of that drama. And, and nobody has time for all of that. Nobody exactly. Has time. Well, guys, Look, this, this, I... has been, this, <laughs> this this has been a real this has been a real good one. Uh, to appreciate you coming through, and uh, thank you, know, you for you. inviding me. It was really, add, it was add really nice to it. Yeah. Mm. Tell, tell the folks where they could find you, man, and what you got going on and, you know, any newly released books or soon-to-be-released books. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, um, of course you can find me on Timna, T-I-M-N-A dot com, and Timna Live on Instagram, Facebook, and any social media platform is Timna, L-I-V-E, because I'm alive. Anyway, Woo-hoo. so um, – yeah. <laughs> so I'm currently um, finishing a book. Uh, well, I finished my book, and I'm currently looking to publish it, self-publish. It's called WTF. Really, I put a D in there because it's duh. What, duh? F. Mm-hmm. Um, the Naked Truth. What, that, what, um, what does that stand this, for? <laughs> the Naked Truth? Go, oh, oh, go, no, no, no. go ahead, Sam. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's the story of my 20-year marriage. And so I just got naked in my book and keep it moving, just telling yeah. the truth. I, actually, I was trying to get you to, to curse because Lisa's always finding me when I actually curse, you know, she's always saying, hey, you can't, you don't curse. I was being nice. I was being nice, you know. I was, I was attempting to curse through you. I was I was attempting to no, curse no, no, through no, you. No, 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 no. I'm being nice. Button. Button. He was trying he to was push my button. But see, now, now that I've awo- awakened, you know, I don't allow people to push my buttons no more. I, I watch out. <laughs> There you go. There you go. There you go. That's right. Yada, 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 yada. And see, Tim, he just didn't want to have to pay money because when he curses, he has to pay money to me. So he just didn't want to. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yada, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so uh-huh. my, couple, let's, let's my lovely, uh, my lovely, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Tim, what you say? No, no, no. I said I'm less hostile. I, you know, you I'm go. just relaxed. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> cool. And to my, uh, my lovely uh, co-host who, who joins me every, uh, every week. Uh, Miss Connecticut, uh, you know, all that good stuff, eating clam and all that, whatever. That's right. Tell folks where they can find you, man. What you got going on? All right. You can find me on, you know, I'm real excited about my YouTube channel. You can find me on my YouTube channel at DT Page, that's P A G E Consulting. Um, the series is called Making the Shift. Uh, and Shift stands for Shaping His or Her Intentions for Today and Tomorrow. I'm on. Uh, Facebook at DT Page Consulting. Uh, my website is dtpageconsulting.com. I am on Instagram, Twitter, Periscope. I did my first Periscope last week. Um, Periscope and LinkedIn at DT Page Coach One. Um, I am soon to be finished writing my first book. I'm so excited to be joining you in Timna's ranks of an author. Um, yes. Um, and and it's it's actually um it's actually the conversations it's um called um the twelfth year conversations for a lifetime and it's talking to your ten to thirteen year olds about just it, it everything from spirituality to sexuality to you know integrity intimidation dating older guys just everything it, it's doing your homework it just talks about it all um and um and so I'm looking forward to that being released um towards the end of the end of February and um, and so yeah so it, it, it's okay. it's 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 a good thing I'm excited so and where can we find you Mr. Williams? Uh, some call me Trent dot com. Catch me there. Right. Catch the uh, 
the daily quotes and all that stuff, uh, somequotes.com. You could um, connect with me through the Instagram there uh, um, and Facebook and all that good stuff. So I'm calling the Instagram, Trent. is that like yeah. a quick trip in yeah. the Walmart? I'm sorry? I said the Instagram, is that like the quick trip and the Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you have that one for free. So. <laughs> what you got going this Sunday, Tim? I know you got a hot one, man. We'll get out of here. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I forgot to say that. Okay, this Sunday we're going to be talking politics. As y'all guys know, the inauguration just happened today. So Sunday we're just going to get naked with the, the with politics and see what happens. You know, politics yeah. in your relationship. How how this whole Trump thing is affecting <clears throat> you and your relationship. Wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll say this about Orange Face, and I'll get out of here. Uh, his first uh, executive order was to actually um, stop all the regulations and all of that stuff. Um, for you guys who know me, you know I, I love talking politics and all that. You know, he's getting ready, rich, getting ready to get richer. That's just my opinion. Hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. You need to get on. Exactly. Get so, <laughs> there it is. There it is. So until next Friday, Lisa and I will be back here, same time, same station, Wiring 1328. You can catch us uh, there at com. Uh, you'll see all the hosts and all that good stuff uh, on that website. So until next week, you guys be epic. Appreciate you, girls. Take care. All right, take care, Tim. Thank Conversations you. Thank with you. Trent in conjunction with Taylor Kennedy Media and your radio network would like to thank you for calling in and listening to tonight's episode. We hope that tonight's conversation offended you just enough to turn your mirror inward to come back for more. So until next week's conversation, be epic.